Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much has been a good week here? It is May 22nd, 1998. It is. How you feel? I, I feel less, um, I don't know, enthusiastic than you do today. I oh, don't know. I'm all hyped up. You, you, you are. Why? <laughs> I mean, this was a, a interesting episode, but not quite that exciting. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and shit. Sure. <laughs> you get it. Would you stop? <laughs> God, you're being so loud. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you didn't say that last night. Yeah, our neighbors are already complaining about the noise without you yelling and oh, you know, ten o'clock at night. That's so. my fault. Yeah. It is. <clears throat> All the noise is my fault. Uh anyway. You know it, baby. So, Carol, do you feel like an angel? Sure. Because I'd say you're heaven sent. Mm. That's the title of this episode. Heaven sent. It's a the the angel aspect, the heaven sent aspect of this episode. It's weird because we know in this universe angels are real. That is true. <laughs> and and there's a story about an angel. Because um, we, I wonder if it was this one. I wonder if it was that guy. Oh, we're gonna help the we're gonna help all the the, the guys in Beverly Hills and we the big guys gonna help. Ow, can he can he help him? Is he gonna help him not die? What? 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 You don't know, remember the episode. That's what the angels sounded like. In the uh, episode, the, yeah, there were angels. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. You know, the, th- the, the one thing that Steve should talk about for the rest of his life. But never does, yeah. He should be in a fucking straitjacket, just in an <laughs> asylum. Just being, just talking about that nonstop. But... What do you mean not die? What do you... Ta- like, I don't understand the context of the words. I get the characters, but... That, in that episode, they were going to die in the, the crash. Oh, okay. But they made the, the garbage truck phase through the uh, the bus, the school yeah. bus. Okay. All right, yeah. God damn, man. What an episode that was. <laughs> this universe of 90210 is fucked up. It is. But confirmed, angels are real. So in this episode, we see the girl from Texas. I want you yeah, just a second. I want the ending of this show to be some sort of confirmation about angels or something. Because it's weird. Oh uh, she says, like, there's a guardian angel and stuff, and, like, uh, Jason Priestley's all interested in it and stuff like that. But they don't realize that they've been saved by an angel. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's weird. It is weird. Everything about this is weird. Yeah, she's the one from Racism, Texas, or whatever the hell that name right. of that city was. Wasn't something like Lonesome Dove or I don't know? <laughs> it's a fucking Larry McMurtry town. I don't know Larry McMurtry. He wrote Lonesome Dove. Oh, well, um, there's a Garth Brooks song called Lonesome Dove. Well, it's, I guess that's probably based on the book by Larry McMurtry. Um, but anyway, so I think it was called like Habiline or something like that. Mm, I, don't know. I don't think it was Lonesome Dove. <laughs> Anyway, Texas. Yeah. So I never thought we would see her again. No, I didn't either. But they brought her back for this episode. And and the thing she is... She wasn't piled. 
Yeah, she did. She survived the pile. Right. Um, but the thing is, like, she didn't really enhance the episode or move the plot along Not in any way. Nope. Not at all. I mean, other than enforcing the angel theory, <laughs> she really You won't believe in angels. No purpose. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe to give Tracy another thing to bitch about. Yeah, exactly. Like she needed ammunition. You know what I want, real hmm. quick, before we get into this episode? You know what I want? What? I want a Halloween episode of 90210, or maybe even like the season finale. I have a lot of se- or, or, uh, series finale. I have a lot of series finale ideas for 90210. But I want there to be a sequence where Jason Priestley, well, I'm sorry, Brandon, is visited by all his girlfriend's past. <laughs> they all come back from the pile, but they're all like zombies, like trying to fucking get him. That's why I was thinking Halloween episode. Or it's like, you know, a nightmare, like in Flatliners, where, where there's yes. like ghosts and they're mad at him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want them all. I want okay. them all there, all back. <laughs> That figure skater that was going to be in the Olympics, right, right, or whatever the the uh, the black woman whose dad made popcorn. Oh yeah, um, he all of them. See, I think the reason this one survived the pile is because they didn't date; they no. only kissed. They didn't date. They didn't have sex. Yep, there was one kiss, and it was a pretty innocent kiss. The death curse is a sexually transmitted one. So, <laughs> I don't think he slept with the figure skater. I think he did. Really? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you think he gets busy a lot more than the show actually acknowledges? I don't think that they show every time he has sex with somebody, but yeah. Well, not every time. But... I think he does. Hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So the girl from Texas, yeah. <laughs> when we start the episode. The yellow rose of Texas is the only rose for me. She's on the porch with Brandon. Yep. Just like she's supposed to be there, like, la, 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 like, no explanation, just... La, 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 live for today. You're just... You, we need a karaoke night. You need to get Have this out of your system. Worry about tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Mm-hmm. Um, she's on the porch. No, I mean, like, she's visiting him. It's weird. There's, I mean, there was no buildup to this. There's really not much reason for her to be there. It comes out of nowhere. She, <laughs> it's the fucking stupidest thing, too. She wrote, she wrote a book. Yes. About angels. Yeah, in the outfield. And she's doing like a tour. A, yeah, book tour. And she's coming to see you. That's the that's the point. But what I think is hilarious is the show does the thing where it's like. You know, he says something like, oh, I never thought I'd see you again after Texas or whatever. And she was or like, you recognize me. Or he's like, of course I recognized you. You made my summer in Texas. And the show thinks that we're dumb. Right. So then it goes to a black and white flashback of their time in Texas. Yeah. But it's voiced over by her and him. Like, yeah. instead of actually hearing the audio, they're just voicing over, man, I'll tell you, that time in Texas, and, <laughs> and we faced some problems and stuff. But it's like, it was shot in a way that it looked like a Civil War reenactment <laughs> thing, where it's like, it's been 12 years since I've, <laughs> it's been 12 weeks since I've been able to rat you. And yeah, it rations was. Rations are low. It's like, that's how it was filmed and voiced over. 
It was weird. It was not good. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen on the show, and that's saying a lot. Now, there was some, like, romantic tension there, um, kind of. At the beginning of this, yeah, in the episode that they were in. I don't think now. Not now, but... But so it's like when I saw her, I thought, oh, maybe they're going to date. Maybe she's going to be, you know, break him up with Tracy or whatever. I thought he was basically broken up with Tracy. Yeah, but he's not. He should. Everyone. There are so many people that need to break up in this in this show. Right. Um, but yeah, so she's just there like as a friend. And for some reason, she's like obsessed with the idea of him getting back together with Kelly. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I, I thought you'd be with Kelly. Oh, what about Kelly? It's it's weird. It's it's Brandon. Excuse me while I eat out Kelly. Ew, uh, <laughs> ew. Uh. I don't know. Maybe um, she really seemed on her though, didn't she? She she is definitely Team Kelly. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. You were saying I don't know what I was saying. You derailed me, so you're welcome to pick up the conversational. Ball I don't now. know. We were talking about the girl and the angels, and she's Team Kelly. I was going to say that um, it seems like maybe she, the heaven sent thing is that she was there to like push him towards Kelly, I guess. Oh, you think so? Maybe the angels are, are talking to her, right. trying to get them together. Hey, get him with Blondie. <laughs> but, um, They'll make beautiful babies. Tracy hates her. Yes. Like, immediately. Tracy hates everything. Yeah, she's pretty unhappy. But, um... As soon as she gets introduced to her, she's like, the, you know, oh, hi, you know, nice to meet you. And then Kelly walks in. She's like, oh, you must be Kelly. And that was enough for her to, like, want to kill her. Yeah, they walk, Kelly and, and the lady walk off together. And she's like, oh, you must have talked a lot about Kelly when you saw her in Texas, huh, you piece of shit. And they didn't even know each other then. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, she just needs to fucking get over it. Brandon mentions that, too, how all this happened before he knew her. Yeah. He's like, she talked about her ex, I talked about my ex, she helped me move on. And for a second, Tracy was like, oh, okay, she helped you move on, all right. And then she thinks about it for a second, she's like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) What does that mean? And like, I don't know. I mean, they have more of like, I think, a brother-sister dynamic now. Now, yeah. But they did kiss. They did. And it's weird that she saved her from racism in Texas. <laughs> it's just weird that she's like just, I don't know, there and there's nothing romantic going on with her and Brandon, but whatever. The whole thing's weird, like you said. Like, I don't understand the reason that she's there. She did give an interesting talk about how she got mugged when she got off the bus in New York. Yeah, she lost her manuscript that she didn't make copies of. That's also an epidemic in this episode. All her stuff. And some big, scary-looking dude came back at her with her stuff and said, hey, this is yours, and the only thing missing was this angel charm or necklace pin Okay, that her grandma had given her. Mm -hmm. And she told her grandma, you know, I'm sorry I lost it. And she's like, you didn't lose it, you used it. Yeah, used it on angels. Right. So So apparently we're all supposed to have an angel pinned on <laughs> us. And then when we need it, the angel takes it, I guess. I don't know. It's like a one-time thing. Like, what if she needs saving again? Everybody gets one. It's a shitty guardian angel. Sorry. I mean, like, I think you need more than one, one saving in your life. Let me ask you a question that I know the answer to. Do you believe okay. in angels? I do. I do believe in angels. Do you? I believe in angels and demons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, I believe in both sides of the coin. Like, there are people like, oh, I believe in heaven and not hell. Like, why would heaven exist without hell? Why would hell exist without heaven? Like, you need both sides. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I think you just like the idea of people burning that. <laughs> yep, that's me. That's what I think. I'm evil. I think you just, like, you think about your enemies and you're like, that's right. <laughs> Man, keep talking to me that way. Okay. Let's see where you go. Anyway. You believe in angels. Yeah, do you? I don't know. I not I don't think I'm not nearly as convinced as you are about the existence of angels. I mean, I don't want to get into all my Judeo Christian beliefs or whatever, but um uh I think that there's a possibility that a being known as an angel exists. I don't know that I necessarily believe that they, you know, like interfere or whatever in the the matters of mankind. Okay. I don't know why you would think, like, based on everything that you know about angels, why you would think they don't interfere with people. <laughs> love the way that that was phrased like like angels is just my buddy jim like hey you know jim you think he's not gonna interfere <laughs> jim's just shrugging like that's eh, me but i mean like every story about angels is them interfering with humans except for like a few that are just in in heaven to like worship but sure, like but so that's me maybe not believing those stories but like, what? Where are you drawing anything from? Like, where are you drawing anything from? From the stories, <laughs> from the Bible, from other people's stories, uh-huh. from you know my own experiences. Um, oh, okay, <laughs> your own angel experiences. Yeah, asshole. Ain experiences. I don't like the tone of this conversation. I'm just saying. I, I'm just I, okay. Because I feel like you're you're making fun of me. Now. I'm not making fun of you, honey. And I'll tell you why I'm not making fun of you. I I mean, like I'm kind of making fun of you, I guess, like in a way, but like in a jaunty kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, we're having fun with our friends, the listeners way. Um, but <laughs> I I can't make fun of you because there I I don't definitively know anything about angels or anything like that. Your point of view that angels exist is just as valid, if not more so, than somebody else's point of view that there's no way they could exist. Because there is no evidence for, you know, what? <laughs> now you're looking at me. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, um, okay, you think there's no evidence, but I've experienced it, so there's evidence to me. Okay, then that that's fine. So... I'm saying there's um, it's not scientific. You can't you can't recreate angels in a lab. You know, you can't, you can't put a you can't you can't tie a damsel to like railroad tracks or whatever and be like, okay, angels, we're going to. You see, I'm saying there's no evidence in that way. There's there's anecdotal evidence, evidence of experience. Sure. But they don't leave a specter trail. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. The The main thing with this person, 
coming to visit. Yeah, Abilene or whatever her name is. Tara? No, uh, Mariah? Mariah, yes, that's right. Black Mariah, that's right. Racist. What? That's why they named her Mariah, I'm sure. Because of that saying, Black Mariah. I've never heard of that. No, it's the the Queen of Spades, I think. Okay. Anyway. And the and cards, you know. Is this like some kind of poker thing? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yes. Tracy's annoying. Who's Tracy? You oh, know yeah. who Tracy is. <laughs> who else is annoying? Do you care? <laughs> hmm. Tracy's annoying this mm-hmm. whole episode. Yeah. She's being a bitch to Brandon. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, she is making fun of Mariah. Like she's mm-hmm. supposed to be covering her book tour or whatever, and she makes fun of her in her commentary. Yeah. And she says something vaguely racist to her. Yeah. What was it? I don't remember. I love you. I love how you just you're just ready to agree with me. <laughs> It, she didn't say anything racist. It what was, the fuck? It was a joke. <laughs> but I love how quick you are just to agree. Oh, fuck you and your yes and. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. You're talking about Tracy mm-hmm. and how horrible she is to uh, Mariah. So she takes off. Like Brandon. No, she's not even there. Is she like at the, <laughs> the end? That's what taking off is. <laughs> okay. Sleeping. No, at the end, um, they go to some kind of uh, harp not, thing she's and not she's there. not there. No, she's not there. She invited them. Some sort of harp thing. <laughs> it was some new agey thing. Um, Someone was breaking harps. It was Gallagher. He was breaking heart, harps with a sledgehammer and breaking hearts. Brandon, Kelly, and Steve yes. go. Yes. And um, Steve and Claire have been fighting the whole episode. Yeah, we'll get into that shit. Um, but Brandon and Kelly are left alone at the end. Hell yeah, they are. And they fucking kiss. Yes, they do. And then they just walk away from each other, though, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, he's like, she's like, I'm cold. And he's like, oh, here, take my jacket. And he puts his jacket around her. And they look at each other and then they kiss. And she's like, he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And she walks, and like they, they kind of look at each other, and she walks pensively away. Yeah. And I, and I said, Brandon should be like, hey, Kelly, you got my jacket. Because <laughs> she does. She leaves with this jacket. She does. How's she stole his jacket. How's he going to explain that to Tracy? Oh, who cares? She's going to turn his jacket into a necklace and wear it around. <laughs> Just like with the, right? uh, the ring. Everything that was Brandon's will now be around her neck. I think this is going to be what pushes him over the edge so to break up with Tracy, don't you? He needs to break up with Tracy. She like Put her out of her misery. She clearly likes him a lot more than he likes her. I don't know when or why this changed. He was ready to fight a fucking cow hand for her uh, several episodes ago. Right. Well, you know, they, they just had sex for the first time then. so he Oh, was, yeah, that's right. He lost interest. He was riding that hormone high. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, maybe she sucks in bed. I don't know. Ooh, maybe she doesn't suck. Oh, uh, maybe. And that's why too. <laughs> He's like Kelly, that mouth. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay. So Claire. Yes. Is a t- terrible psycho bitch. 
Yeah, I hate is, her now. This is the episode of just like, are there no women writers in this writer's room? Do you have to make every woman a horrible bitch? That's a good question. Um, I mean, she's just fucking awful. Yeah. So, uh, Valerie's boyfriend's movie premiere is happening. That's right. What's his name? Uh, uh, Cheekbones. Right. Um, Cheekbones, been handsome. Right. So, Steve is at the movie premiere, and he's calling Claire, like, hey, come, come to the movie premiere. And she's like, no, I'm working on my term paper. He's like, put on that little black dress with the sequins and the one you look awful in, because we see it later. Yeah, she it is, looks awful. awful. <laughs> um, and she's like getting charmed, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she puts her feet up on the desk mm-hmm. and accidentally kicks her coffee cup on top of her computer. Earlier, she asked Donna for discs mm-hmm. to save her work on. And Donna's like, mm, sorry, I don't have one. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, well, I won't go and buy any of them. Right. I'll just leave this to face. So, yeah, she and then she blames Steve that she lost her work. Well, yeah, she spills coffee all over the computer. It fucking shuts down the computer. And she's like, look what you did. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with her? She screams at him, like calls him a jerk and shit. Yeah. And she's she's like, you don't need to call me ever again. And she hangs up on him. Yeah. And she accuses him of like being a distraction to her. Mm-hmm. Like all this bullshit. And it's like, man, I you heard me. I was like, Steve, <laughs> you are better than this. Yeah. Have some self-respect. You deserve better. Don't fucking talk to her again. Right. Yeah, he needs to leave her. I mean, like, I was actually impressed with the way he handled it, though. Yeah. Because he shows up the next morning with the solution to her problem. Yeah, because she's bitching about it again. He's not there, and she says something like, oh, you don't see uh, Steve over here helping me out with my problems or whatever. And then he's like, you rang. Yeah. Yeah, he had just, like, walked in the door or whatever. Um, But, yeah, he's got, like, the tools to recover her file. He'd been he'd spent all morning talking to computer geeks to figure out how to work it, but it was like some kind of external hard drive with a I don't know coffee cleaner and like, <laughs> he got it from Starbucks. I don't know. Right. Um. And then he fucking was able to to recover her files. You looked at me where you know you don't know what Starbucks is. I, I don't think I've ever heard of that. No, it's a coffee place in Seattle. There's a couple. There's one in Royal Oak. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you'll have to take me. Yeah. It's good. It's coffee, you know. Um. Yeah, she's even bitchy about this. Like he's. Oh, you okay there? <laughs> microphone come out and bite you. <laughs> it did. Um. But like, while he's saving her ass. Yeah. And it's pulling up the file. It doesn't look right because, like, you know, if you've ever opened like. A Word document and Word pad. Yeah, it's like that. It's all fucking wingdings and shit. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's my file. That's what I need. Like, mm-hmm. fucking spoiled bitch brat. He just looks at her and calmly says, it's decrypting. Yeah, you give can, it a he, minute. You can hear him, like, you can hear his brain being like a fucking asshole. <laughs> so as soon as it's done, he's just like, okay, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. I'm like... He, he said something like, oh, uh, you can find another punching bag. Yeah, that's what he said. So I feel like that was him breaking up with her. 100%. And then he goes to this flute thing later, and 
she, because she talked to Donna, who looks, by the way, amused by this, and yeah. is just like, oh, yeah, whatever. This is get fucking together. abuse. Right. Um, she talks to Donna, and she decides to get him back, so she puts on the fucking dress he likes and sends flowers to him. and like, Says, I'm sorry, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, just a note that says, I'm sorry. And then when he goes to her... She says, I guess this means there can be more than one asshole in a relationship. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And like kisses are like, they're all good now. What? That's your apology? Like, no, you're the asshole. He does not share asshole blame here. No. Oh, I I hate her. I really hate what they did to her character. And I don't like their relationship. I liked her. Mm Mm-hmm. And I liked her relationship with him. Yes. And then they brought that prince in. And ever since then, they, not completely, but they really changed her character. And they changed the dynamic of their relationship. Yeah. And it really makes me mad. Like, they spoiled it. I assume for laughs. No, I assume for the drama, you know, so they like I guess. so we can have something to watch, but it's like you could have done something different. I I'm not rooting for them at all. Like no. I feel like we're supposed to be. I feel like at the end when they get back together, we're supposed to be like, "Oh yay." But it would have been like Donna going back to Ray. Like, exactly. no. She's a fucking abusive whore. She is. She's verbally abusive to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she calls him names and puts him down and him treats him with no respect. Like, you can tell she 100% thinks she's better than him. Yeah, and she's not. No, it is not okay. Yeah, I don't like it at all. He didn't look 100% happy, though. No, I, and I, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if they're, they're doing something at some point. I mean, he said to to Brandon, he's like, you know, it's time for a fucking change of scenery or whatever. Yeah. Before she did her apology. And it's like, I think he needs to keep that energy. Like, just do that. Just do something else. Yeah. Find someone else. Find that 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 woman that's actually a man. <laughs> I mean, she treated you better. Yeah, he needs some self-respect. Like, that's the one thing. It's like, he started out really confident. And now he's not. And no, I he's don't a like it. Down puppy. Yeah. It's no good. Um, so the other things going on in the So zone. those are those are the two couples that need to break up. Yeah. Um well and there's another couple that needs to and does. Um, Val and her uh movie star boyfriend. Yeah. So like he had his movie that she talked him into doing. He had the premiere. And he couldn't stand watching himself, which, you know, whatever, I get that. That's, no, he didn't say that. I said that. I said that to you in real life. Okay, yeah, okay, sorry. No, he didn't like, uh, he didn't like being there, though, because he heard people talking about him. Yeah, not to brag or anything, everyone, but I was in <laughs> something one time yes. where I acted, and I was able to, after we did it, watch myself. And it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's an awful experience that I never don't want to ever duplicate again. Because for me anyway, I'm not a good enough actor, I think. Yes, you are. To to watch myself because I can see my acting. I don't see my character, I just see my acting choices and it's really annoying. 
I think that it would be hard for anybody to watch themselves act and be like, oh, that's my character, not me. Like, Right, yeah. But anyway, he's very upset because people are talking shit about him. People are laughing. Mm-hmm. And... Well, like, they're talking shit about the movie. Everyone loves him that's and true. his performance. Everyone's like, oh, you're really great in the movie. The movie sucks, though, right? Like, this reporter from E! or whatever comes up, and he's like, hey, you were really good in the movie. Movie's a piece of dog shit, though. Yeah, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, and he's like, what do you mean? It's a good movie. People worked hard on this. And he was like, nah, it sucks, though, right? Like, fuck them. And then he's like, expects him to, to just answer the question, and he's like, blows up. Yeah, he's. It's so funny though because at one point he says to Valerie, he's like, "Hey, I got thick skin, Valerie." Yeah, look at he, these hands. He does not. He does not have thick skin. He has very thin skin. Like yeah. this is, they give him the lightest of treatments, <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck this." Yeah, I mean, he was he was a movie star in L.A. Like that's exciting shit. His cheekbones pick handsome. And he gives it all up because to the go back movie to, doesn't do well. To go back to Indiana. Yeah, like nothing's in Indiana, man. What are you doing? Yeah, and he's like, I just don't have what it takes. And it's like, you don't. You're correct. Only because he doesn't have the the balls. I mean, like. Yeah, exactly. He has the looks and the talent. You think fucking Jack Nicholson was knocking it out of the park first movie he did. Oh, I don't know what the first maybe. I don't know what the first movie he did was, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't super popular. Right. Well, I mean everybody starts somewhere, for sure. So he did a movie with the with the monkeys called Hair or something like that or Dandruff or I don't know what the fuck <laughs> it was called. Okay. It was stupid though. Um but yeah, he ends up uh breaking up with Valerie to go back to Indiana. Before he leaves, he goes to her house to say goodbye and he says, Would you want to be with me if I was just a carpenter? Which I'm assuming is what he was doing before. A reference to Jesus, I guess. She's like, I don't know. Like that That's a bad answer. Yeah, like obviously you shouldn't be together then. Yeah. So if, if, whatever. If you're only with him because he's a famous movie star, like what the fuck? I don't like her very much either. And she took that money. Like, she hasn't changed. Mm-mm. We thought she changed. She hasn't changed. She went through uh, a three-episode arc of her fucking trauma with her dad molesting her and then killing himself. And we got through that, and she's like, all right, back to materialistic asshole. Right. So then the other couple that hopefully doesn't break up that I actually do like and root for yeah, is uh, Donna and David. Double D. David gets in his head that, you know, he wants to do something special for Donna. And he, oh man, they hyped the fucking shit out of this. Yeah, this was a, kind of annoying. Um, who oh, it's, is a spe- it's a special day. It's a really special. I've got and I've got to make it special. He was talking to Claire. Claire. He was talking to the woman he used to fuck. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, they they really don't pay attention to the past at all when they're writing these episodes. He should be talking to Kelly. His sister. Yeah, about that would this make stuff. more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's like, well, Donna did mention you never cook. So he's like, oh, that's it. I'll cook for her. Yeah, she, first of all, she was like, we were talking about uh, how guys barbecue and stuff like that and how the utensils can be like their cocks or whatever, she says. <laughs> um, and she's like, but uh, Donna said you never cook. So he's got a small cock. I don't know. Um. Or maybe he never gets to use it. Yeah, he doesn't get to use his cock, <laughs> which is true. Right. 
Um, so he's like, Donna, you know, I want to make sure we're going out tomorrow. You know, it's, it's a special day. I want to make sure we're going out. And she's like, well, I don't know. Cause I've got, everybody's got shit going on with school. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got stuff they're studying for papers they're writing. And so Carol and I thought he's going to propose. Yeah. He's going to I mean, like he was making a huge deal about this. He wanted to make it super special. He's like, I'll make her a fucking dinner at the, the lifeguard tower. Like, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, because he wanted to do it at the beach. And he, Nat let him use the Peach Pit's kitchen. To learn how to cook. While they're open yeah, to try to cook this. Also dumb. And he caught it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it was stupid. Um, And then she cancels on him. So it's all like, he's all upset. It's all a nightmare. Well, yeah, and he's like, he keeps saying this, like, this is really important. And she's like, ah, we can date, we can go on a date anytime. Yeah. She's not listening to him at all. No. She's very distracted. She's like, I was helping Claire all night with her computer issue. Mm-hmm. Fucking Claire. Yeah. Um, so he ends up calling her and being like, there's an emergency. I need you to come to uh, the after dark. Yeah. So she runs up there and he has she's, a... The whole time she's like, I feel like he's he's going manic yeah. again. Like he's going crazy. And Claire's like, trust me, he's okay. Because Claire knows he's up to something. Yeah. So she gets up there. And he's got, like, candles lining a pathway, going up to a fake beach that he's created for them to have this dinner that he cooked, which was Cornish Game Hen, yeah. which is not easy. No. That's not a, oh, I don't cook, but let me cook something thing. Yeah, Cornish Game Hen, which looked perfect, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and, like, uh, scallop potatoes or au gratin potatoes Some or something. Some kind of, yeah. And uh, he julienned the vegetables, and it's like, what the fuck? You don't never know how to cook, like, so bad that you're burning down Nat's, re- <laughs> like, Pride and Joy restaurant, uh, to being able to fucking cook perfect Cornish gay men. Yeah. You, she should have made a couple burgers. That would at least make sense. Right? But, yeah, he makes this wonderful meal, and then we think he's going to propose, and he says... It's April 9th. Five years ago today. 1997 is what he says. And he looks right at it and points at us and says, are you guys caught up yet? (laughs) He does say it's April 9th, though. Yeah, and he's like, five years ago today, Mm -hmm. we were on the beach, and we said we loved each other for the first time. Mm -hmm. And that's it. There's, yep. This is not followed up by a ring and a proposal. No, it should be. He just wanted to celebrate that they loved each other for five years. And which, like, yeah. whatever. I mean, that's cute, I guess. But You could have done that any day. And five years, well, it was supposed to be the anniversary. I know, but, but it's like, come on. You've been in love for five years. You're graduating from college. Propose to her. Like, you want to get your dick wet? You know what you got to do. <laughs> come on, David. Get with the program. God, you want them to you want her to get laid so bad. I want them to get married. And I want them to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> but but no. No, it was well, all a big tease. Yeah. Like Donna. Exactly. So, yeah, that I think that's it, right? Yeah. That's everything. I believe so. God. It was kind of disappointing. <laughs> it was an interesting episode though. It was, yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on, but it was just not a lot of substance. The lady from Racism, Texas, uh, she um, says her piece and then leaves. Her and her and Kelly spent basically the entire episode together, like yeah. several, over the course of several days. 
all they do is hang out and talk to each other. Oh, and at one point when Tracy was yelling at Brandon, she's like, Kelly told me to my face a few days ago or a few weeks ago or something how she's still in love with you. Like, why would you say that to him? I know. Don't tell him that. Like, you idiot. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, I'm not rooting for you guys to stay together, but don't tell him that. Yeah. And then he kisses Kelly later. So whose fault is that, Tracy? Exactly. Meh. Uh, but that is the episode for the week, Carol. It is. So you can go ahead and write us at latefee1994awl.com. Tell you who you kissed. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Send pictures of who you kissed. Oh, my goodness. And share the tapes with your friends share of them. your kiss. Share, share <laughs> them with someone you kissed. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.